everybody, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 116. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by Jesse Cox, yep. Alex Fasciane, Hi. and special guest, uh, we'll call you Nick for right now, twitch.tv slash diction, whatever you want to call it, but you're also in California, so it's three, you're like the Uva Bowls of California. What is that? Why would what? You- why what? would you call me that? That's he's from blur. another country. <laughs> I don't know. He's I don't also a, he's also an asshole. Is that how you can <laughs> say his name? Uve Bull. Uve Bull. Isn't that how you said Uve Bull? Not Uve. Because I have the postal like Uve RWS Uve. thing in the background. I just know you're a big movie guy, and oh, I just okay. wanted to really throw you. Oh, one of the movies. I love shitty video game adaptations that are made for a German tax fund. You want to throw out the masters of form, see if we even notice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, welcome to the show, Nick. I uh, we appreciate having you here. It's, it's good to have you. Um, but before we can, we I'm unfortunately can't let you talk yet because before we do anything, yeah, Alex usually up. has something super important. Oh my he has god, to talk about. be quiet. Yeah, yes, I do have something important to talk this about. This is super and important. Shut up, everyone. That's a podcast. The people who work on Everyone this podcast. Everyone shut up right guys. now. Yeah, don't talk about it. There's a podcast out now there. Now be quiet. Keep it down, guys. This yeah. is, there's a podcast out there that. Uh, shut up. He has something important to say. Yeah. Right get, now. It's time to get serious. The <laughs> podcast that I'm talking about, these guys work so hard to bring this content to you. They, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly thankless job. The algorithm is brutal. You know, who are these heroes? What are you? They, wow. I don't know. You know, I, it, it, it's rare that they even talk about it. You know what I mean? Like they don't really like to talk about who they are, where you can go to support them on Patreon. But I heard that if you go down to patreon.com slash Chiluminati pod and you join the Chiluminati yourself through monetary support, that not only are you part of one of the coolest clubs in the history of humanity, but also, uh, you know, you're you're letting three starving guys, you know, starving? make it make it one more day, you know, one more meal for us. Starving? One more one more day where we don't have to think about mm. where's that mm. Postmates order going to come from? Mm. How are we going to afford that forty five dollar? <laughs> Taco Bell order. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so please, it speaks to a true point in my life well that I'd rather not go back to. Yeah, you don't want to think about that. You don't want to think about that time you spent $70 on the KFC. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Don't 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 worry about it. Patreon.com slash Chilani Pod. And not only do you get all that just mental reward, but you also get all kinds of real tangible things like access to different colors on your profile on <laughs> discord and I like how you lead with that and preset that's the best thing and then at, after this show when you're done listening to it and you're like i wish i could hear a little bit more chiluminati guess what there is a little bit more if you head over to patreon.com slash pod there's what four thousand hours of bonus footage if you listen to it enough right not what, a guarantee what? i can't guarantee, if I you can't repeat, guarantee it's like a, if you five listen to it i bet you could i bet you could get to 4k yeah pretty quick so patreon.com slash chiluminati pod patreon.com slash chiluminati pod patreon.com slash chiluminati mathis do me a favor <laughs> when you have time someone out there who uh, are the longest running patrons I could definitely find that out for you. We need to oh, like know who fight. they are. Make them fight each other. Well, I think <laughs> we should have like whatever that number is. If it's like, you know, 
a hundred weeks or something like 500 okay. months, whatever the number is, sure, that should sure. be our, we should make like a line there. And if you get above that, we get you like, you get like actually in the Chiluminati. Yeah. We should a send you a haunted, indi- induct, induct me. Yeah, like like send you a weird haunted eBay gift just for yeah. being a part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. We, a I like box. It. Give a Divic box. Yeah. We did an episode on that too. We we've done. We've talked about like it. Like this we've $8 about haunted it. piano. Something like we just would have sent it to you. <laughs> I'm like welcome, you're part of it now. You get right? a you get a, a Polaroid of the Annabelle doll from the Conjuring House. Or yes, else. you get a production yeah. still of the Annabelle doll prop from the film. Uh, <laughs> you get a strand of James Wan's hair. Yeah, it does, it's not very long. Yeah, <laughs> might get lost in the mail. Uh, I guess Nick. Now we can say welcome to the show, man. Oh, I got I got I got to ask as I all ask all guests where on the believer spectrum do you lie? Are you on the heavy skeptic side like I don't know, not like me personally but you know like right. if I were to be the believer, me or are you heavily a skeptic? I mean, it depends on the subject matter. I don't believe in ghosts. I think it's bullshit. Um I don't believe in Bigfoot because if there was a Bigfoot, we would have found them now, by now. Like it's just ridiculous. Aliens? It's naive of us to believe that we're the only intelligent life in the entire universe that's just stupid the universe is infinite it's gigantic of course there's intelligent life have they been here i i really don't think so i feel like we're a blip we're if if they're a blip on our radar then they're a blip on ours you know so like yeah but it's too uh, big it's just too big it's too big it's way too big like no matter how smart they are with their infinite you know technology why would they come here like I don't all even do, see all other... we do is produce methane gas. Yeah. Like that's all it's we for do. It's for the Oregon energy. And I, uh, I for produce the Oregon it energy. too. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, we make bad movies and, and fart. Like that's our that's our thing. How dare you? <laughs> well, you you brought I, up Uva Bowl, so that's what that's I mean. what I'm, Hitman was a work of art as well. All right. <laughs> Wait, which one? Uh, I didn't see any of them, so uh, I don't know. It, <laughs> it was just honestly, I was just swinging. I have right? to say, plot wise, Hitman Agent Forty Seven, the second one. Plot wise, garbage, but they totally nail the whole hitman ness of it where he like creatively kills people. Like, at, at least they got like one of the most important yeah, things. Yeah, right. right. check it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you brought us a topic as as all our guests do on this on this time. And the past couple of weeks we actually talked about the lost city of Atlantis all of its bizarre origins and kind of into this wooey kind of weird place. Um, And so after a couple of weeks lost in the world of the weird and having planned on doing a true crime next series, what is this this about to be? Uh, No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. So the true crime, I'm always worried. Don't be worried about it. All right. I've only, I've, have I steered you wrong? Have I personally Mathis, Mike, you, however you want to call me, have I steered you wrong yet? You, Never. I'm glad you had Never. to specify you personally. Because if you were <laughs> yeah, no, podcast, gonna, I would have been like, this whole, everyone on this show ground. is a straight shooter. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> this show's got yeah. a sterling reputation. Nobody's ever done anything wrong on here. Never. No. Every, every, every question raised, answered. That's the thing that they like us for. That's why they go to the Patreon. Every question <laughs> raised, answered. Satisfied. Every question raised, answered. I don't think answered. you've been on the Reddit. I've, I've heard about it. I don't think you've gone to the Reddit. <laughs> there are comments. There are only a couple. So only many couple. questions. So many. Okay, can I just say then, in my defense, that somebody actually fucking went to the fucking green stone display in the fucking Tudor Museum uh, today? They posted a picture of it, 
and it's yep. really there and it's the it's the knife and a green stone here's the qu- <laughs> and a green here's the question like this is what it would have looked like what does it have to do with the house did it did they give us an answer on the house I will give you an answer on the house when you're least expecting it. Is this is this going to be that episode where like out of nowhere you're like and then the house. I want you to think that every episode oh, is going to be that episode. I'll be I here, here's my answer officially. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to let me guide you, Jesse, cuz well, like I said, the next big series I was going to do is going to be a big true crime case, a rather famous name in the true crime world, and to kind of bridge that gap Fate would have it that Nick here would bring us a topic that seems on its surface to be a pretty straightforward true crime mystery, but ends up being a bridge between the real and the strange, dare I even say, alien? What? A case that I've called myself to mom should too, double homicide, which I really whoa, like as a subtitle to it. To mom yes, should yes, too? Yes, I like that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. To mom should too, double homicide. There's about Ten. to actually be a to mom should too, because they they <laughs> exhumed they did, that they, dude. They're about they did. to. They took his corpse out. Yeah. Double homicide us. At least two of us are done after this one. All right, that's the last yeah. episode. Shlubinati, thanks for listening, <laughs> yeah, we're, everybody. We're, we're, we're done. We're done, dude. <laughs> what is Upon happening? First glance, yeah, don't worry, Jesse. It's all gonna pay out, just like Atlantis. It's all gonna Upon pay out, glance, like Atlantis. Yeah. Ooh, it paid yeah. out in droves. Patreon.com slash Illuminati Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Upon first glance, there's a lot of similarities between this case and the Tamam Should case. The mysterious discovery of someone far from where they should be, strange messages and items scattered around the area, and no physical evidence of any struggle, wrongdoing, or foul play. Only the hints of something greater and maybe something not of this world. This case, ladies and gentlemen, is simply known as the Lead Masks case. Now, out of the everybody here, other than obviously Nick, I imagine Alex might be the only one who may have heard of this case. Yeah, here's the thing. I have heard of this case, and I know only the like bare bones, like basic sure. sort of like why it's crazy like it makes a lot of lists and people actually suggest it to me to do all the time as an episode because it's a pretty uh this is an alexi episode it's a pretty wacky one but it's not wacky because it's like stupid it's just wacky because it's like a very shocking scenario so i'm very interested to hear some details about this yep uh well before we get too deep then i want to acknowledge the sources i use for this episode which ultimately surmises to a bunch of websites like anomaly info Skeptoid, a few Medium articles, and the March 1967 issue of the Flying Saucer Review. Mwah, what a great issue of Dude, that magazine. Dude, my brother for just got year. me like four UFO magazines from the 60s. I might have that one. Oh, you might have that one. That'd be great if you did. Beyond those handful of resources, <laughs> they're like they're like zines. You know what I mean? They they have like a very handmade quality. Yeah, 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 very much so. Beyond those handful of sources and a bunch of in, and obviously a bunch of internet sleuths on websites like Reddit. We don't actually have a lot of direct information on this mysterious case, and this is for two big reasons. One, it happened way back in 1966, and it happened in uh, Brazil. Any and all firsthand sources, articles, or information that I'd want to get my hands on that might help crack further into the details of this one are A, in a language I don't understand, or B, simply lost to time. Um, but there's still enough here that we can take a reasonable, uh, reasonably take a look at the events that likely transpired and piece together a few possible scenarios that caused the mysterious deaths. 
There are two big factors that separate this from its cousin, uh, the other cousin mystery to mom should. First and biggest is that there wasn't just one body. There were two. And the second is that this comes off as almost a mirror version of Tamam Should. While in Tamam Should, we had a briefcase, objects, clothes to go on, but no identity. In the, in the lead mask case, we have shockingly little physical evidence as to what actually happened, but do know who the two men were that ended up passing away. And you can likely figure out what one of those items that they had nearby simply by the name of this particular <laughs> mystery, obviously. <laughs> a briefcase. So, Yes, correct. You got cool. it. A small Brief passage case. from a book that says the lead masks on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the head girl and Pope. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on August 17th, 1966, two men by the names of Miguel Jose Viana and Manuel Pereira de Cruz, who lived in Campos dos Goitaceres. Whew. Oh, 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 that's, that's so hard. It is in Brazil told their families that they were heading out to gather work supplies. Both of them were electronic technicians and known and liked rather well in their small town. Now, from what I could research, it seemed as though, uh, at least from the outside, everything within their families and, and daily lives was rather normal. They had young families, wives, children, and a steady job. And it wouldn't have been out of the ordinary for the two men to need to go out and purchase supplies for the job in any given day. However, on this particular day, something else was going on. Both Miguel and Manuel met up shortly after leaving their homes. And from what evidence could be pieced together, we know that they boarded a bus heading to Niteroi, Brazil, and arrived there at 2.30 p.m. For reference, that's about 170 miles, uh, 170 mile long bus ride from their hometown. Jesus. Yeah, it's a huge distance. From there, we can confirm only two more things. They both purchased identical waterproof coats, and then they bought a single bottle of water that was purchased from a local bar shortly after they arrived. Like from between there, the we, two of them, they only got one bottle of water? Yep, they only purchased a single bottle of water, but they were seen together. Because that bus ticket must have been fucking expensive, man. I can't yeah. imagine. <laughs> like, like, oh, we can only Especially afford one bottle. Is that going to it? Like, okay. <laughs> Um, they both purchased uh, beyond those cer- uh, certain purchases from there. They actually wouldn't be seen for three more days until and we're going to immediately get into a clarification. There are lots of conflicting sources on what happens from this point on. The general consensus is a boy that was flying his kite or chasing his kite actually noticed a terrible smell coming from the hill nearby And he went over to check it out and he saw the two corpses of two men that had been laying in the grass. However, there's another uh, interview that I came across that said that the boy saw those men four days prior on the same hill sitting there quietly together. So when he saw them a second time, he thought they were just lying down. Which particular tale is true because they're coming from two different media sources? We don't know. Wait, sorry to interrupt. So wait, he saw them for like before their death sitting there. And then you yep, saw them there. four days later lying down was like, oh, these guys have just been chilling here for four straight days. Yeah, well, he came back. So the story, the, so the, 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 he saw them, came back two days later, thought they were like laying down, ignored it, came back again another day or two later. Then there was a smell, saw them, they were still there, went and got police. Oh, okay. oh those okay. guys weren't just I was chilling. about to call yeah. the kids stupid. Like, oh yeah, they've just been <laughs> hanging out for three days straight. Normal, <laughs> just super normal. Chilling, yeah, chilling. two dudes hanging out on a hill. They haven't moved in days. Totally normal. Yeah, but no, that makes he, okay. That makes more sense. 
piecing together a kind of st- straightforward uh, series of events from this point forward, especially with different things from coming together forward? and different people. <laughs> yeah, so I'm we're still just trying to piece together just, the events that got us to I this love, point. I've been watching Jesse's well, face this whole time. He's just like sitting there like, what? So that so here's so <laughs> those are the only physical facts that we have pure evidence for that we know what happened. So just to reiterate, please. Yes. They get on this bus. They make one stop. They buy coats, raincoats. You said identical water jackets. Yeah. Waterproof coats, raincoats. And then one bottle of water, one bottle of water. Now, why do they buy the raincoats? Why are they wearing lead masks? Great question. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. There's a lot of things, so that's we'll, we're going to get now into the real details okay. of what was found <laughs> on on Saturday, August twentieth, nineteen sixty six. Both of the men's bodies had been discovered. The police in Neteroi, I think that's how you say it, a town less than five miles from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, had been informed that the Moro de Vintum, a hill nearby, had a powerful and unpleasant odor coming from it. And upon investigation, they found the bodies of two men lying in the foliage of the hill, decomposing. Both men were dressed neatly in suits, and both were wearing raincoats. And each man had an odd lead eye mask lining on, uh, lying on the ground next to their heads. What does that so like, mean? Lead like eye a, like mask. Like a sleeping mask. Like a sleeping mask made out of lead. Oh. Like you put it over their eyes. Like, look it up. Like, look up like, the lead. You can see okay, pictures yeah, of it. You can say, literally see pictures. I was pictures. thinking of like peacekeepers masks. You know. <laughs> oh no, no, this. Squad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more like just for their like. You go into sleep. You need a night mask. You place it, it, it on. It has the yeah, vibe yeah, of like yeah. you know the bib that you put on when you go to the like yeah. the dentist or you're the doctor to get an X-ray. It yeah. has like yep. that type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. What you, what I'm looking this? at images right now. It's it's like a it's like a a classic 1930s like like bank robber mask except without yeah. the eye holes cut out it, yeah no eye holes yep. yeah yeah okay. and it's just made of lead yeah, this what is in your- the 60s okay 1966 yep. i think right yeah so the what was found continues each man had some money on them one man had four thousand cr which is just the currency in this pocket and the other had 157,000 cr on him they only bought a plastic they could only bag. afford one bottle of water Maybe they only needed one. You, so, so here's another stingy, interesting man. mystery that goes. Here's another interesting mystery that goes along with it. It's purported that they had actually taken out four million. We don't know where any of the other money went. What was they simply wait, what's bought, the exchange rate back then? Ooh, with, good. Uh, I, I don't. It's not something I even thought to look up. I you have said they no were idea. they were electricians, right? Yeah, they were electricians back then. This is 1966 uh, Brazil money. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, like the only exchange rate where millions means very little is yen, right? So, yeah. like, that's got to that's still got to be a lot of money. I mean, I would uh, imagine what year was this again? Nineteen sixty something. Sixty six. Sixty six. The exchange, like, so inflation was crazy in the sixties. So I have yeah. no idea. It would be way warped compared to what it is now. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And I can I can only imagine like pesos, but that's Mexico and not. Is uh, this real? Brazil, How- South America. C capital C lowercase R. I don't know what that stands for. Cruzeros? Cruz. Yeah, Cruz that's probably something? what it is. Something. Either way, they had taken out a good chunk, even if it wasn't, you know, didn't equate to millions. It definitely equated that's to multiple lot. It's thousands. Still be a lot of. A and a ton of it, a ton of it is missing when especially all we know they bought was the raincoats CR, and the water bottle. CR? 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. You can just look at Brazilian money Google and it'll just come up from that. Feedback. It definitely is cruise something. Cruzeiros. Like, I, I, Cruz, I, thought, I thought Brazilian money Cruz was Eros. called the Real. It might I mean, have changed. Might. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. We only got Regardless. the we only got the euro like what like twenty five years ago something like that twenty years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's C R U Z E I R O S. Not sure how you mm-hmm. say that, but that's what it is. There you go. Either way, there was other things found with them on top of the money. Bunch of money is Cruzeiros? missing. Though. We don't know anything about it. Um, some notes were actually found with the bodies. Many of the notes were identifiable as electrical formula, but two were very, very strange. The first said, quote, Sunday, one capsule after lunch. Wednesday, one capsule at bedtime. The second note said, be at the place arranged at 1600, 1600 hours and 1630. Take capsules at 1830. After feeling effects, protect half the face with lead masks. Await the agreed signal. And those are the only notes that were found with them. Like, what no the fuck does that mean, dude? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's like, this is what it's like going along on one of your journeys, Alex. He, he asked uh, me for a banger and I. He delivered. I, got, I had a banger just sitting in my back pocket. So obviously after the police came and the bodies were inspected, the bodies were then removed from the hill and an autopsy proceeded as their identities and activities were investigated. The men were identified, as I said, as Miguel and Manuel, both from the town of Campos, 170 miles away, where the town regarded them highly, and both were described as electronics enthusiasts. The police fairly quickly determined when and how the men reached the hill, but the information didn't really answer any important questions. Vienna and Cruz had last been seen by their families on Wednesday, August 17th, when they had boarded a bus at 9 a.m. They said they were headed to Sao Paulo, which is 430 miles away, to buy electronic equipment and a car. And they were carrying cash. Ah, here we go. And as I was saying earlier, they were carrying cash of over three million. So that could buy a car for sure. That would definitely buy them a car. Well, if they had a car, why did they take them? Well, they were going to buy buy a car. They were going to buy a car. They were taking a bus. That, but that was still a lie. They weren't. So we still don't know where that money went. We did the money didn't just disappeared. The bus then arrived at Niteroy around 2 p.m. and the men got off. Because it was raining, the two bought raincoats for around 9,400. So that gives you, I guess, an idea of like how valuable the money was. Yeah, a raincoat then they went, more than like 15 bucks, right? Yeah, like that's that. what I'm thinking. So then they went to a bar, purchased the bottle of mineral water, and kept the receipt because the receipt was found in their bodies so they could get back the refund on the empty bottle later. Around 3.15 p.m., they set off up the, up the Moro de Vintum on foot, which is the hill that they were found on. Around 5 p.m., a boy saw the two men sitting at, uh, at point high up on the hill. So this is the other side of the story where a boy sees them the first time around. They're up there still alive. On the following day, the 18th, the same boy saw the two men in the same place on the hill, but lying down this time. Two days later, on August 20th, the same boy was hunting birds around the foot of the hill and ran across the foul odor. And it was his notice of the odor that eventually ended up bringing in the authorities. Both Vienna and Cruz had started to decompose by the time of the discovery and autopsy. But despite this, it was determined that there were no signs of violence or evidence of burning and no indication of poisons in their organs. It was generally assumed they had both they both had cardiac failures, but there was no explanation put forth for this. Which they did a toxicology report. So. And here's another point that we actually have two differing sources on. 
And one, and one source that says their body was too decomposed and they couldn't do a toxicology report on the bodies. And then another said they did do a toxicology report and found nothing. We don't, I have no way of verifying which one of those is true, unfortunately. But uh, there, there's two varying ones. Just because I had to do this for my own sanity. In 1966, <laughs> the sure. uh, first off, Alex is totally right. The Cruzero, Cruzero, whatever it is, no longer exists. Um, it's a, it's a currency that does not exist anymore, but in 1966, according to shout out to govinfo.gov, where they literally have an old document from 19 March 31st, 1966 department of treasury, where it lists every single exchange rate. I love the internet. And it is basically 3 million BRCs or whatever they are. Um, sure. BCRs is $1,363 roughly. So that's, okay. yeah, you could get like a, like a used car, like a, like a, well, but this yeah. is, this is 1966. This is 1966. That's, you could have got like a, a shit ton of money to be carrying around in 1966. It's a huge yeah. amount of like, money. That's a lot. Yep. Like I wouldn't carry that amount now at all ever. Right. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Uh, so in this terms is, of the only reason I brought that up is because like I, like Mike did a great deep dive on this because I didn't know a lot of those details, but just like the money, the one thing I did think when I first like read about this case was like there's more people involved. There has to be like they got the notes. It's it seems like it's a cult type thing, but like these two dudes who are electricians. Like electricians don't make shit now. Like, why would they make yeah. that much money back it's almost, then? It's almost twelve G's in American dollars today. Yeah. So, like, why would they have that money? Just, just to just and, and, they, and they're being so conservatively like spending it. Like in know, my mind, like, one bottle of mineral water. In my exactly. mind, the only thing it sounds like it's like in my mind, it sounds like they're gonna like trip out, right? And like maybe they think oh, yeah. they're they're gonna need to protect their eyes, right? But even even yeah. if that's what they're doing. Right. Even I, if that's as someone who's done is. hallucinogens several times, I, 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 I don't think there's a way you can make acid that gives you a fucking heart attack. Like I just mean what? But after you take this. the acid, what do you need fucking twelve thousand dollars for? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I, I don't understand that unless they had to buy the drugs with that money. And then that's their change. It would not have been that expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what the drug is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know of any drug that you need to wear a lead mask once you take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm hmm. Unless it's some like holistic new age, you know, chakra cleansing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like, so like, like Mesoamerican ceremonial, like tripping on a hill type it, shit. It does. It's, it's yeah. less like a, a, it's like both like the, the Haley Bop comet, you know, like suicide cult. And also what you just said, like where it's, it's got some sort of like spiritualistic, like angle to it. yeah it's really weird very yeah. funky jesse i'm sorry were you were you about to say something no, i'm just looking at car prices i'm just mesmerized by like <laughs> what their, their vibe was because what? how much so, was the Datsun back in uh in 1966 go, go well so up. in 66 the things that i'm finding is it's like what i'm learning first off is that name brand always is is adding dollars so like really funny is the fact that like if it's 1963 and you want for example like a ford Fairlane from 1960 that's fifty eight thousand dollars still crazy Good. damn but what i know uh they have like bmw mercedes-benz 300 sl roadster 
That's what about used $50,000. It's probably because they're made of fucking straight up metal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but if you're looking at like if it's 1966 and you want to get a Ford two door, it's 3000 American dollars. So, you know, they definitely could get a Pinto or whatever in Brazil for 1300 bucks. Easy. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, I mean, now the I wonder what the out. actual money went to, though. Like, where did the actual money go, though? Because they didn't buy a car. Was well, they I mean, buy when they found the bodies, was the money not there? Is that- Only the leftover money. One was carrying 4000 and somebody else was carrying 156000 So they didn't buy the car. Or like you, no, they, they never they even went to. They never they even were going to the place something. they told the okay, family. Well, no, bought, I was like, the I money knew, went somewhere. I know that was like a lie. Like they told their families they were going to do this, and then they went. And yeah, that's what they were told. Bad. They told their families they were going to get a car and get so, and work supplies yeah, okay. away, but they didn't even get that right, far. Yeah, I was, so, I was thinking the car could have been not for them. They could have bought the car. For mm, it's po- oh, that's very third, possible. Third party. It's possible. Yeah. So that, but so it's like a Paul scenario where they're like taking care of an alien. <laughs> Wait, so the last time they were seen was was getting like water at a mm-hmm. and at then a bus they station? didn't get they at didn't get back bar. on the bus? Nope. And they went and to a nearby they, hill. They walk and the hill oh, was nearby the bus station. That's it. They stopped there and that they died there. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you're like you don't want people to know where you're going. You like buy a train ticket to one place. You get off at another place kind of deal. Yeah. You get off like halfway through and then jump on another train or something. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We'll move. We'll move why, forward. And why see that we're... hill though? Yeah. Well, there's some theories we'll get, we'll get there. Okay. We will eventually, we'll eventually get there. But anyway, yeah. So leaving off where we left off was the idea that again, the autopsies, Varying reports. One said toxicology got done. One has said it didn't get done. Which is no way for us to know. Regardless, it seemed likely that the that the men died sometime on the night of August seventeenth, and nothing in the information police have, have found indicated the men expected that they were going to die. Time out. Whoa, 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 whoa. You <laughs> left out a key detail that I don't think our listeners are aware of. You said they had lead masks, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. what we had discussed is like, oh, it's like a sleeping mask, you know, like, like literally it is a piece of lead. They cut to look like sunglasses, not yeah. like something they bought at a store, like for sleeping It is literally lead. Cut oh, it definitely looks homemade to fit on yeah, their it's- eyeball. I'm looking at their photo right now. No, yeah, yeah, no, it looks like Ray-Ban. A, um, Ray-Ban makes a lead. <laughs> it looks like yeah. Roy Orbison in the Super 80s. This is literally like just <laughs> Pieces of yeah. lead they cut and put on their eyes. They call yeah, they just looks like they did it lab. by hand for themselves, and they just made it for themselves. I thought you were like, oh yeah, they bought like you know for sleeping masks for sleeping on the bus, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, Gucci. that makes sense. No, 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 no this they is just, like even weirder. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you hear the notes that they that were found in their body, or were you lost in no, car I research? No, I definitely at that heard point? the notes that, about <laughs> okay, the, cool. the capsules and the, like a and the lead mask on their face. Yeah, and all I that. don't. All right. Just making sure. You know the ping pong ball thing. That's kind of what it feels like to me. The ping pong the ball ping? white noise thing. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. You, cut, you you cover your you cut a ping pong ball in half and cover your oh oh, tape oh, it oh to yeah. Your face. People who do Ouija board do that all the time. Well, this is like yeah. real. This actually just Is this happens. like a no, this is like a brain thing. This is like you cut off your sensory input from your eyes and then you play white noise and you can't you don't have any input anymore and your body just starts creating stimuli from nothing. Oh, well, like it's yeah, like they a, have those like sensory deprivation. 
it's just like that, except you don't have to buy like a, yeah. you know, you can do $3 million dollar Cruzeiro yeah. tank. You know what I mean? Yep. So near the bodies, there was no evidence that indicated to the police that the men were planning on dying at this particular point in their venture. There was also, there was now That's also the question of Why where the fuck would they know that? Uh, because uh, they this, uh, their- no, the way they walked, I don't think they're planning on suiciding up here. No, no, no. This is the uh, the only uh, the the only evidence that they p- provide and what I've been able to read is that because apparently they kept their receipt so that they could return the water bottle after because there was some return policy where they get some of their money it's back like a, if they brought like, yeah, back like the empty a bottle. Glass bottle kind of. How deal? do you return yeah. a water bottle? Your spits in it. No, you do that. I, like even you know, it has a little. Well, you mean like, like after, but without yeah. actually using it? Okay. No, no, not without actually no, using it. it. It's, it's, it's like just a, it's a recycling oh, situation. Oh, right, because they didn't have that back then. I mm. about that. There's a Seinfeld episode they about it. They, they needed the, the weeping Native American man to tell them to recycle in the 80s. Yeah, it's like it's like five cents in most states and like 10 cents in one state. So right, they get all yeah. the bottles and they try and take it. Okay, yeah. I'm ignorant. Never mind. Uh, forget me. Now, there was also the question of where most of their money had disappeared to, as they had clearly not had a chance to buy the car or equipment in what was now known as their last actions. Further, the police determined that the odd note mentioning the lead masks did not match the handwriting samples for either of the victims. So they and remember, they have, you know, they could get handwriting samples from their families and they also had electronic formulae on them. That was their handwriting as well. It's That's the thing that, that makes was, it seem like it's not a suicide because why would you like if you're about to just fucking die right now? Why do you need it to? It seems pre- like someone gave them instructions. Well, I mean, why yeah. do you need to cover? Why do you need to protect yourself from right. something? Yeah, if you're gonna if die. you're gonna die, yeah. Why are you gonna stop anything from blinding your eyes yeah. if that's like well, what they're I, worried about? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we can get into that later, but it seems like they believed in something higher that was going to happen. What's well, like when you people look at like to be taken. Beforehand. It's like when people look at like, oh, they didn't empty their fridge. They like had they just bought groceries. Like, why would they kill themselves? You know, it's like it just has that vibe to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to get any simpler as we continue. Things will just get more complicated. Oh, God. On August 17th, the same day that Vienna and Cruz had climbed up on that hill, a lady of high social status by the name of Senora Gracinda Barbosa Contino de Sousa did my that best. Was good. That was a great the, bravo. Name. Name. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> From the Nitroy neighborhood of Fonseca, saw, this is on the 17th, she saw, claimed to have seen, an unidentified flying object. Sousa had been driving that evening with three of her children when they all saw, quote, an oval-shaped object of an orangey color with a band of fire around its edges, end quote. So a typical tic-tac-shaped UFO hanging over the top of a hill and, quote, sending out rays in all directions. Sousa stopped the car and she and her children watched the object rise and fall vertically in the air for about three to four minutes. When she got home, she told her husband about the sighting and he immediately jumped up and got into the car and drove back to see if he could see it, but noted that he ended up seeing nothing himself. But a few days later, he was telling the police about that sighting. The hill his wife had seen the object over was none other than Moro di Ventem, the hill the two bodies had been found on. Sousa's husband had managed to keep his wife from seeing any of the articles regarding the matter, presumably to keep her from freaking out. But when he saw the story in the papers himself, he felt the need to tell the police of the strange sighting over the hill on the same day the two men had arrived in town. 
Fonseca is about 13 and a half miles from the hill that his wife saw. So his wife would likely not have had any clue about the presence of both of the men earlier there earlier in the day. Reports of the sighting appeared in local papers on August 25th, along with some claims that further information from the Sousas was known and being kept secret by the police, which would, of course, be hard to prove true or false, but definitely sounded sensational and likely sold a lot of papers. So it's hard to know if there was actually any secrets being kept or if the media was simply trying to cash in on this kind of coincidence. After the report went public, the police had a number of other people called to confirm the sighting of the UFO. They had all been afraid to report such strange matters because the topic of UFOs was being discouraged by the government at the time. But the fact that someone of Senora Sousa's status was willing to come forward gave the rest of them the courage they needed, according to reports, of course. About the same time, another strange matter appeared in the newspapers, but only in a very simple form. It was stated that four years earlier in 1962, a, t- a TV technician named Hermes had been found dead on a hill called Moro de Quezero near Neves, and he too was found with a lead mask. The Moro de Cruzeros is about 176 miles from the Moro de Vintem, so a good distance from where the other two men were found. I've never dead. heard about this, but I've it's never also heard about this 80- bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not much known beyond this. This is the thing. But it's also 84 miles from Campos, the hometown of Vienna and Cruz. However, there was no more actual information about this matter, and there's no indication the story was even double checked at the time. Damn. So could be we just totally even, fake. We can't even verify that the story is real, more or less, only that it kind of popped up briefly. And there's no I'm going to assume there's no UFO evidence whatsoever, right? I mean, none that I can get in English at the very least. Like, I mean, I'm just, Even if you know, I, don't English, that guy. I don't believe anyone that says they've seen a UFO. Like, I don't want to be that guy who I know. Do you not want to be Jesse or do you relish in being that guy? Uh, but it seems to me like <laughs> UFO sightings happen all the time. And if you like, you know, well, someone was also murdered around the same area where we saw a UFO. Then, you know, you'd be like the aliens murdered them. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Just yeah. there's no connector to know. it, except like this lady says she saw a thing and then no one else saw a thing. So it must be connected to the hill. I don't know. Yeah. I buy that. Yeah. What no, kind of antidepressants was she on? Because that might be a factor. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it was 1966. I'm not so sure none. what the was available none. back then. Yeah. <laughs> none. Or cocaine. Is, alcohol. Was the alcohol. Yeah. Cocaine. Lots uh, of coke. However, lots. things would soon get... <laughs> Soon as was, things would soon get serious as police would soon arrest a friend of the two dead men, a man by the name of Alicio Gomez, quote, for making contradictory statements, end quote. Cruz's widow had told police that Gomez and her husband had an argument, which is likely why they went looking for him to start with. What they got wasn't what they wanted. Gomez claimed that both he and the dead men, Vienna and Cruz, were members of a secret society of, quote, scientific spiritualists. Yeah, this is where it's at. All right. (laughs) Who regularly attended seances and that apparently almost all electronic specialists and enthusiasts in the area were scientific spiritualists as well. Gomez claimed that Vienna and Cruz collaborated on many strange electronic experiments and hoped to communicate with beings on Mars. A further statement by Gomez, one confirmed by Cruz's father, 
was that he and Cruz had worked on an experiment in Cruz's garden that had violently exploded. <laughs> so they were fucking around. Basically, you know, it just, it kind of reminds me of being a kid and mixing things together in the tub and making a potion, mm -hmm. except you're an adult and now you're trying to make a thing that communicates with another dimension and it has the potential to kill As you. you. I remember yeah. some story. Yeah, I remember right. some story that reminds me about Tesla. I don't know. I might've told it on here before. I don't even know if it's a real story, but it was just told to me one time that like there, like there was like this crazy, like seismic activity radiating from uh, Tesla's lab one time. And like these cops came by to like do like a welfare check and they opened the door and he was like in there, like, come on, help me. It's going to blow. And they like go in and like try to like tear apart some machine that was like vibrating with some crazy frequency that was like shaking the foundations of the building. And they had to like, like shut it down. That has that vibe that to me. Sounds, There's so many I good Tesla sound, stories. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope that, yeah. is that a real story? Like, like I remember just from that time that he like made that machine that made hats. But he didn't yeah. know it was making hats, and they ended up like in the woods. He thought it was duplicating cats, yeah. but then it ended up making hats. Right, but it was yeah. yeah, and then that guy bought it from him. Yeah. I love that song he has where it's like bam 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 And I got lost on the references. I don't know where we are. It's because it's a movie. It's because it's a movie and you've never seen movies, and it's so sad. Directed by Christopher Brolin. Okay, all right. I know his brother. Continuing on, Gomez, their friend, also talked about a strange incident that had occurred a few months prior on June 13th, two months before they would end up dying. On that day, Gomez and some others had been invited by Vienna and Cruz to visit the beach at Atifona, 24 miles from their hometown. Just as Gomez arrived, a, quote, intensely luminous object came down from the sky to hover over the shore of the beach. It stayed there for five minutes, and then it began to rise. When there was a blinding flash and an explosion that shook buildings 15 kilometers away, the papers reported that inquiries, presumably by the police, turned up fishermen local to Atifona who claimed to have seen a flying saucer fall into the ocean. So they apparently had witnessed a flying saucer, a UFO, expl like violently explode in the sky shake buildings up to 15 kilometers away and crash into the nearby waters. Newspapers added that the Brazilian Navy and Air Force intelligence were now interested in the matter of the mysterious deaths of Vienna and Cruz. One paper, the O Cruzeiro, the O Cruzeiro on September 16th is said to have claimed the Navy had intercepted a strange set of messages on June 12th, the day before the Atifona explosion transmitted by stations using identifications that didn't actually exist. No details of what the Navy heard were reported, just a general implication that they must be connected to the explosion that happened the following day. The same paper added two final details to the strange mystery. They claimed that the masks had been made in Vienna's workshop, where remnants of the process had been found, along with a book on, quote, scientific spiritualism, which mentioned masks, intense luminosity, and accompanying spirits. The newspaper then claimed Vienna had told his sister a day or two before the, the June 13th explosion uh, that, quote, he would soon be carrying out an important mission and that it was a secret she could tell no one. Oh, man, that is just... It's like a, <laughs> it's like a suit of 51 game. It's like just nonsense. 
<laughs> it really is. It's it's a lot of like, it seems like paranoid people running into a couple of coincidences that end up leading them to their own yeah. death. The police later determined that Gomez, as well as other associates of Vienna and Cruz, had been in Campos at the time that Vienna and Cruz were climbing the Moro, uh, the hill that they ended up dying on, the Moro de Vintum, and so were not directly involved in the death of the men. So at least his friends and, and wherever, they, they were clear of any murdering. They didn't actually kill him. For 11 months, there were no further public reports regarding the mysterious deaths. But in, in August of 1967, the police apparently said some very confusing things to two different newspapers. On August 19th, the newspaper Ultima Ora announced that the police were trying to find a car they had the had the registered. Uh, yeah, let me try that, that sentence one more time. Oh, we uh, lost Nick. Hello. Oh, you're still there. He was okay, offended. Your camera just died. Video. He was offended, and that's fair. I, I'm 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 butchering this language. It's offending everybody. Try that again. On August 19th, the newspaper Ultima Ora announced that the police were trying to find a car they had the registration number for that they believed had transported the bodies of Vienna and Cruz from Campos to the Moro de Vintum. So they believe somebody drove them to that hill. If they succeeded in finding the car, then the bodies were to be exhumed for further examination to determine if the two men died of violence, an overdose of, quote, chemicals which they were using to make... Died of violence? (laughs) Died of violence or, this is my favorite part, an overdose of chemicals which they were using to make extraterrestrial communications or if they had enacted a suicide pact. So in short, the police announcement said that the police had somehow either forgotten what they had determined before or they simply no longer believed it was the case, which to some is very strange. On August 26th, the Ultima Ora announced that the bodies had indeed been exhumed and organs had been removed for examinations. The delegate of police, Sergio Rodriguez, claimed that, quote, important pieces of evidence were disregarded at the start of the inquiry, end quote, and that his team was now close to solving the case with expectations that they would have the guilty party in just a few days. On September 3rd, the newspaper Correro da Mana stated that the detectives were planning to investigate spiritualist circles. It was now being asserted that Vienna and Cruz had stopped at an electronics store before they stopped to buy mineral water and that they likely met their murderer at the electronics store before they climbed the Moro de Vintum. The newspaper also stated that the men had climbed the hill on August 21st, 1966, which makes no sense because that's a day after the bodies had actually been discovered. So now the, the reports and the police and they're coming out a year later are completely starting to mess up the timeline, and now n- nobody's really sure if they, the information coming out from the police can be trusted anymore. So the question, obviously, is did the police forget most of the previous investigation, including the date the bodies were found, or were the newspapers trying to get sales by adding some new false details, kind of like before where they added some flair just to sell some more newspapers? We don't really know. We have no idea what the actual case or cause of that mis- of the misinformation was. The case next resurfaced in newspapers on June 28, 1968. According to the Rio de Janeiro newspaper O Globo, police were now trying to find a foreign man with blonde hair seen talking to Vienna and Cruz from a jeep on the road before the two men climbed the hill. Additionally, hair samples of the two men were specifically tested for signs of poisoning by arsenic, mercury, barium, or thallium, none of which was found killing that particular line of of investigation. And then no more word on the matter for another eight more months. Where did they meet the guy with the hair? 
on the road shortly after they bought their bottle of water. He was out, hanging out of a Jeep and he was seen talking to them. And somebody just saw them. Yeah, this is just an eyewitness account. So who fucking knows, you know, how how much it can. This is not, not only an eyewitness account, an eyewitness account over a year later. So it's just yeah, right. how how trustworthy is it? Um, Why would you remember something so insignificant that long later? Yeah, yeah, that's a little around February 23rd, 1969. A number of newspapers returned to the Moro de Vintum Hill mystery with claims that the case had been solved due to the confession of one Hamilton Bazzani, an underworld figure, they called him, already serving a sentence of over 50 years in a Sao Paulo prison. According to reports, a female relative of Bazzani had told police the jailbird had admitted to involvement with the Moro de Vintum mystery, so they questioned him. Bazzani stated that he had been asked by three other well-known criminals of the area to assist in a crime. All four had gone to a spiritualist center in Nitoroi run by a woman they knew, and there the four men were introduced to Vienna and Cruz. It was signaled to Bizani by the other three criminals that Vienna and Cruz were the intended targets of the crime. During the seance, the criminals determined that Vienna and Cruz were both away from home and carrying a lot of cash, mostly in a briefcase with them. After the seance, Bizani himself drove the whole party, including the woman from the center, to the foot of the Moro de Vintum. Here, Vienna and Cruz were forced out of the car and into the thickets of the hill by everyone except Bazzani, who stayed with the car. A half hour later, all but Vienna and Cruz returned, and the criminals were holding the briefcase. They stated they had forced the two men to take poison at gunpoint. The party planned a time for the next day to split the money, but Bazzani gave it a miss on the, intu- on the intuition that they might kill him too. So that's another confession, is that this was all a planned robbery, and the spiritualism was... Basically, just a hoax to rob suckers of people who believed in it. Just and getting just to them find out super people, isolated to meet up on a hill yeah, somewhere. Yeah, getting them far away, have it, yeah. using the seance to pull information as like how much money they might have. Is it worth really doing it? And then planning out and then just forcing them to take poison out in the hill. It's kind of a scary genius plan if you think about it. Like, Yeah, if this is true. If this is true. Yeah. The newspaper reports then added that the police were looking to round up the three other criminals. In one press report claimed that the woman from the spiritualist center was already under arrest, all of which, once again, means a complete rewrite of what was known after the first investigation in 1966. Zani's story was so strange that a bunch of Brazilian UFO enthusiasts and researchers immediately assumed it was false from the start and had been meant simply to demystify an unsolved case that that had too much involvement with the paranormal matters of the Brazilian government's case, and so ended all the known public coverage of the strange Moro de Vintum case in the Brazilian press with this cover story. That's what UFO believers believe. This is all just a giant government cover-up for what actually happened. Which was what? Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I know it, it's different. It's difficult because a lot of this information is simply kind of brought together from see three separate articles from the British magazine Flying Saucer Review published in 1967, 68 and 71. And at some point in time, the original newspaper sources that need to be checked to be sure what was sent to and translated by the FSR. It, it's basically it's all through translations of translations and what's what we have. And this is just kind of the story that's able to be pieced together. Um. As far as it's been able to be researched, the claims in the account of a second body found with a lead mask in 1962, as well as the whole Atafina UFO incident, the giant explosion on June 13th, 1966, 
do not appear to have ever been researched and confirmed separately from the initial reports that were sent to the FSR. The Adafina, oh my God, my mouth has given up on this word. (laughs) Adafina incident, especially with an explosion supposedly felt miles away and witnesses on boats would have to have been made an appearance in some newspapers and could either verify or completely explode one early strange claim attached to this whole mystery. But alas, we have nothing and no way to verify it, which to me lends credence to the fact that probably didn't happen as an explosion with that much energy and, and like ramifications, I feel like would have been reported and we would be able to find an article somewhere. That's such a, that's such an internet thing too. Like you go online and you go on like a Reddit and you read some like crazy story and it's like 14 people were killed and like a building was burned to the ground. And then you just like, you're like, this sounds so real. This sounds so believable. And you just Google like one thing. There's like, there is no record of any of these murders or this building ever existing. And you're just yep. like, okay. It's just, yeah. It's like, thanks for, you know, telling me all that. Now I just, it's just now a I feel like pasta, my hopes are crushed. I guess. Yeah. yeah, really? Well, there's only, there's one little bit more to the story and it has to do with a well-known uh, UFO researcher by the name of Jacques Vallée. Does any, do anybody here know who Jacques Vallée is? Jacques Vallée? Vallée. So I'm going to guess that's a no and I'm the only one. All right. Don't matter. I'm not going to give you a TLDR of him now. He's just a very prominent figure in the UFO research world who tries to think of things scientifically and not necessarily fantastically. Um, regardless in 1990, Jacques Vallée, who was a well-known author and smokes spokesman of UFO topics, even at that time was released, releasing his eighth book on the subject titled confrontation, a scientist search for alien contact. Okay. Yeah. I think I recognize this guy's face. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would expect Alex to at least somewhat know who he is. Vallée started this book with the Moro de Vintum case, explaining how he investigated it personally in April of 1980, he and his wife flew to Brazil and visited the hill. Along with his wife, Valet climbed the hill with a local French teacher who volunteered to translate, a journalist, a photographer, and a detective who handled unsolved cases. Valet was also accompanied by the first adult who had seen the bodies that August day in 1966 when a group of boys came running to the house. Quote, he had accompanied them to the police station at the foot of the hill where they described their grisly find to the officer in charge, which would be a very important new witness to interview, except for one strange problem. Valet never tells us this new witness's name. Valet wrote that his unnamed tour guide led him to a spot on the hill where the ground was almost bare, even though it was surrounded by tall, leafy bushes. In fact, Valet mentions the spot was bare of vegetation twice in the book, implying that to him, this might be significant. As Valet told the story, the bodies had first been found by an 18-year-old, quote, boy who was searching for his kite with his friends. They alerted the unnamed man who was serving as Valet's guide because he lived nearby. The unnamed man stated that the bodies did not stink when found and that predators and vultures had not touched them. Another separate conflicting interview about how the bodies were, because again, interviews before were being told that it was decomposing, smelly, and that's what drew them over there. I thought, all right, maybe you're just being specific about toxicology reports. I thought you said they didn't have time to examine the bodies. No, what I said was the, the, they, they, did an, they did an autopsy on the bodies. What we don't know is if they actually did a toxicology uh, test on the bodies gotcha. because okay. that's conflicting. All right. Yeah. Ballet then reported that the skin of the two bodies when found were pink and showed signs of possible burns, but then asserted that decomposition, quote, had progressed to the point where such a finding was not significant, which doesn't seem to make too much sense. 
Clear evidence of burns that was still visible when the bodies were found would be important evidence. Decomposition would not change the fact if the burns were that obvious. Valet also states that the lead masks and notes were found lying by the bodies, along with some items that were never mentioned before. Quote, crushed piece of alu- uh, uh, aluminized blue and white paper, some cellophane soaked in a chemical substance, and a handkerchief with the initials AMS. He does not mention any of these new items in the book again after this, though. And again, there's no way to verify that that's true, because what, what the police said were found was was just the simple things that we talked about earlier. Yeah. L.A.'s description of the events around the deaths is equally odd. After briefly recapping who the two men were, during which he distinctly describes Vienna and Cruz as electronics technicians, a detail that is now very common in new reporting, he states how the men were traveling to Sao Paulo, stopped in Niteroi, bought raincoats and mineral water, walked up the hill, and were last seen at 5 p.m. on the hill. But he doesn't mention who saw the men on the hill. By doing so, Valet skips all of the questions that, I, that were posted and talked about prior and regarding the strange behavior of the boy who said he saw them multiple times over multiple days. So Valet's report, in the end, provides a bunch of contradictory information and, and supposedly reveals new physical evidence that was at the site that was never brought up by the police or the government when it was reported on initially. Who you can trust and who you can't is really kind of up to you, but I lean on the side of what evidence was presented by the police. Beyond that, we truly don't know much more about what happened here at this particular moment. What we do know is that spiritualist cults were also very common back then and still might even they be still are. some reports. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like and four kn- documentaries a year about one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just and go, it, go it on is, Netflix, look at the documentary section. It's like half of them are about fucking shut your cults. eyes and just click around. You'll find one like, yeah, pretty much. So the, and the idea is like, they were very likely belong to one. And so one of two things in my mind happened, either the spiritualist cult ended up being, they thought they were going to take pills and see aliens and be a part of this amazing experience or B they really did go to somebody, the criminal, like a hideaway had a seance and essentially got, you know, murdered and robbed for being, you know, not in the right place at the right time and just being part of a giant scam. Which of those is true? Which of, of the, which is the reality of this particular mystery? I can only give you a big shrug because we will, we won't know. No, we're going to solve it today. Today, we're, <laughs> we're going to solve, solve this mystery. Now, the answer yep. lies in a dilapidated house. Somewhere. It, all gets, <laughs> yep. it all goes back to whatever car they were buying. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael <laughs> Raparas. Uh, get back <laughs> to the math of the exchange rate. Let's go. Uh, uh, I mean, that's it. That's the, the mystery. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, right? We got to believe that they believed they were doing something Interesting. They were like, they had some sort of mission that they were on together that yeah. was other than what they told people they were doing. It was, it's yeah. that the one fact that is a fact is they were lying to their loved ones about where, mm-hmm. what they were doing that over and the where they were going, whatever, yep. like two days or whatever. And it seemed like they are, they were buying into some sort of pill, lead mask wearing yeah. Yeah. situation. The question is whether or not that actually had to do with their death or not, because if if the crime story is to be believed, then the note that the notes that were found with them and the lead masks that were found with them don't really have anything to do with them being scammed and robbed. Yeah, it's you know? really so elaborate. It's, I don't know. Well, Maybe they didn't know until they got fucking murdered. You know what I mean? Like they might have not. Yeah, like, 
I don't know, maybe, yeah, it could, it could have been someone had some dirt on both of them and was like, you're going to get this amount of money and take a bus to this location and then give it to me or else. Yeah. Like, I, like your family is this secret about, I don't know. I'm going to say these guys seem pretty gullible based on the history of their like we're trying to contact mars right and you know yeah, blowing yeah. stuff I mean, up and uh like there's evidence apparently that they like were in a thing doing stuff so you have to yeah. imagine if someone was like something's happening and i need your help bring me three million bucks and we can yeah. make this i can get you to the to the, to the moon <laughs> whatever tell our families <laughs> pretend you're buying a car you yeah know, like, and then like perfect. yeah and then they just got robbed like i can see that too or 100%. the aliens needed some cash because they were low <laughs> and they like needed gas came down in their big old tic tac and they're like yep. guess what dude like we need <laughs> gas money so get on that and hill the, yeah we need a lot of anything for crazy. you snore blacks and he's like thanks friends <laughs> and he's like blacks <laughs> peace out mike is there info on how close they were as friends like no, I mean, I, I, nothing that I could find that like really talked about the two, the two's relationship with each other. I can only imagine they must have been at least decent friends. Other than that, they to like Yeah, they were both. I don't even know where they worked or if they were like independent technicians that were like on call, kind of like or contractors. Yeah, no idea. That never really is part of a lot of the information. I feel like that would that would close a lot of doors if we knew how connected they were before this happened. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a fascinating. <laughs> really, is a fascinating case that did remind me of Tamam should at the end, and it was just is that, it's is a really that the, cool the lady that was the the body that was found, the man at the beach that was found without any identity. Right, yeah, 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 another, yeah, yeah. There's another one of those, which is a lady that no one could identify that was dead on a beach somewhere. Yep, yep. similar, yep. similar crazy shit, shit happens a lot, man. We gotta we gotta get a task force together, like stop leaving, you know, Jane Doe's so and John Doe's. Dead places. <laughs> I mean, that's got to exist. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Well, oh, that's a good procedural TV show. Just, just a, just ooh. one police force. That's their entire thing is like, well, we got another random body on a beach somewhere, and no one knows anything about it. Let's go. Come on, shit. Yeah, you could do a lot of series. Like yeah, just no. <laughs> I hate. But thank you guys stuff. so much. <laughs> For listening, yeah, no, because it never ends, man. It never ends. Um, we're gonna go off and do a mini so Nick is gonna join us over that way as well. Um, but Nick, where would where could people find you if they want more of your delicious voice oh, in their ears? I'm at Diction on Twitter and Twitch, and then Eat My Diction One on YouTube, which is completely different, but you'll figure it out. Yeah, we 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 have faith in Arch Illuminats to figure things they're, out. They're they're a, they're a clever bunch, them. Uh-huh. They are a clever bunch. So head over to patreon.com slash Illuminipod. We're going to be doing a mini-sode over there right now. If you haven't yet, please buy tickets for our live show. There's not that many seats left. It's a couple months away. Um, go to chilluminatipod.com and go buy your tickets for that. And last thing to shill, we have new merch over Ooh, at the it's good merch, too. It's really cool. It's, and we got a new glow-in-the-dark pin, and we got a new t-shirt based on, uh, oh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. The Flatwoods Monster. So please go check that out. That t-shirt is super cool. And uh, we've got a really neat Halloween T-shirt coming up for October after that, which I can't spoil, but I want to. Yeah. Other than that, really that's cool it for idea. Us. Thank- <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. It's gonna be sick. Uh, that's it for us. We will guys. We'll see you guys next week. And for all our patrons, we'll see you in just a few minutes. Ooh, Goodbye. Bye. Later. Bye. Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside, indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. 
I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky.